Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Start this one off British. What you think? Uh, sounds like a good idea, Governor. Uh, talk to me more. That sounds little... Australian. Talk to, talk to me more. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I am a, a prisoner, a former prisoner. So <laughs> that, that makes sense. Dude, they're fucking crazy over there, man. Really? I pulled in. I pulled into. I pulled into Perth in the Navy. Uh, a great, great fucking town. But all of the girls there are are. I I've I've done some scientific research. Horny as shit because all the guys are dickheads. I don't know if you know that. That's what happens when you found your nation off of a bunch of criminals. No, no, no. I love you guys in Australia. Never mind. <laughs> no, well, that's the thing too. Like you're right. Australia is the uh, like the the prison island of of the UK. And uh, if you all can't tell by now, uh, we're talking about some people that come out of London. Or no, they don't come out of London, do they? Where do they come from? Uh, where's the House I of Windsor, Buckingham Palace? Yeah, it's Buckingham Palace, but this is like we we have a history here that spans uh you know near a thousand years. They're originally known as like the 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 Royal House of 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 the UK is what we're talking about here, and uh, they're like initially starting off as Germanic tribes, a whole bunch of culminating like wars being fought on the European continent, and the Germanics eventually lead into becoming the the the, the British the British Empire there, yeah. Well, yeah, dude, like they have roots in Transylvania, which we're going to get into here. Um, we're going to kind of like sort of dissect the the idea that the royal family are vampires or they're shape-shifting reptilians. We've got some really interesting accounts from a lady named Arizona Wilder that we'll get into either late in this episode or on the uh, paid Patreon portion that you can support for only $3, guys. Remember, uh, I was crying and bitching about it just last episode. Um, but I'm going to, you know, kind of recant what I was saying, and I'm just going to try and approach you nicely now and let's see which one works better. OK, wouldn't it be funny if every other episode I'm really pissed off and then the, every other one I'm really like apologetic, like a bipolar person. Um, if I was but, to I mean, give you if we were to give you a section just to your own, like, you know, what really grinds my gears. I think I think half of it will be filled with with you just talking about why the fuck is only one percent of you motherfuckers paying? No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. No, we obviously <laughs> no, obviously true. we we love you guys. Uh, the 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 bit of you being angry at them is hilarious. It's kind of like Tim Dillon esque, which I know you're trying to hit. But uh, but we, but we love every every bit of support that you guys have gotten. We've we've gotten quite a few more supporters just in the last. A uh, few days. We hope you guys uh, don't mind us cutting off these these episodes early. Um, it, we we do have a whole bunch of good content in the free stuff. I hope you guys agree. And the the best stuff, the way the cherry on tops are always sitting there on the Patreon feeds. You have a uh, various levels of support and various levels of content. We do still work forty hour jobs, but goddamn, we we uh, we're we're trying to pump. We're trying to be uh, multimedia producers now, and that's a that's a tight a credit with which we're not familiar as of yet. <laughs> 
Yeah, man, this doesn't feel like work. You know what I mean? Like, um, we got some great advice from Tony Merkel uh, from the confessionals and that rage, excuse me, Rage Against Dystopia. He was saying just grind, just hustle. And like, I could, I could literally do this all the time. It does not feel like work to me. Um, I do take naps on my days off, but you know, my naps are quick. They're about 30 minutes, uh, maybe a little longer than 30 minutes sometimes. But I mean, like, you know, I like to, I like to get cracking, uh, especially on my days off. And then I'm, I'm researching the whole time I'm at work too, man. So, um, this kind of stuff is fun. Um, so we are going to be talking about, uh, you know, Meghan Markle, uh, the clone of Prince Terry and all these people that are getting into the mainstream media right now again. Um, there's sort of like this revitalization of, of interest in the royal family, even here in the United States. And I have never given two shits about this family. You know what I mean? I've never, never yeah. saw uh, what the mystique is. Us as American heterosexual men, even you, Brandon, who you're, you know, a liberal, a liberal, you're not into this shit. You know what I mean? No one over in the United States cares about these fucking lizard people, reptilians. But I mean, what do you think? There's there's a whole bunch of that going on in Europe. It's just something that we're not born with in our like genealogy, in our ideological genealogy that that some monarchism is still worthwhile. I think I think they they can be useful figures uh, and 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 I think we're going to talk about here how they can at least be influential figures. Um so there's sure. some there's some good to be had with them. We don't need to to, to, to knife them all I think I think uh, although I would like to stab uh, uh, Megan a couple times with a, something other than a knife but um, they, they have a they, they have a place but right now they're just uh, they're figureheads they are very very rich right extremely rich uh, they're I think is it is, sure. uh, is it confirmed Do you know to what extent is it, it confirmed that she's the richest person in the world uh well I I mean, that's hard to actually know because right. they make it so that uh, I, a, a lot of their money, you know, allegedly is our tax dollars. A lot of our tax dollars go to them. Um, there's the the whole thing. We'll, we'll get into it a little bit. Pindar, the eight foot albino lizard that allegedly rules the entire realm that we're living in. Um, and this is, you know, I have a really interesting account that I'm going to have you read read later. Um, from a woman, Arizona Wilder, who, who uh, you know, really kind of talks about she was an MK Ultra victim, along with Princess Diana, and, uh, and all this other stuff. But um, let's get right into it, man, because this stuff is is fascinating. And I want to get a lot of this on this free episode here. Um, just because, you know, if you want to go down the rabbit hole with us, you can you can check out the remaining portion on Patreon, but fascinating stuff here. So as we mentioned, I mean, Harry and, and Megan are in the news again. Uh, something that a lot of people don't know, and you actually verified this, Brandon, because you're always skeptical whenever I bring information like this about these two are 17th cousins. I mean, they're related. You know what I mean? People think that Meghan Markle is this outsider that infiltrated Buckingham Palace as an American, and she's getting in there and she's going to she's going to Americanize the, the royal family, man. You know what I mean? And so, like, that's what's frustrating to me when when people get all excited. And then we realize that, I mean, this woman is, is literally related to Robert the Bruce. You know, Robert the Bruce was, was king of Scotland uh, in the early 1300s, um, like 1306 to 1329. And this comes from her half-brother, Thomas Markle Jr. Um, so he was saying, like, you know, she acts like she's just, uh, you know, this hardworking actress and model. Um, but, you know, she was basically groomed to be into the position where she's at. 
and uh, also shares the royal family bloodline through King Edward III, who was uh, uh, the English king from uh, 1327 to uh, 1377. So that's a 50-year reign for Edward III. Um, but Thomas Wayne Markle, who's Meghan's father, is the of Reverend William Skipper, who's a royal descendant that landed in New England uh, right around 1639, and they moved west, where uh, you know Meghan kind of like got her got her establishment uh, going right right out of L.A. There, uh, but she is the 24th generation of King Edward III, so very very much uh, well connected, very uh, you know familiar with the royal family and their traditions. And she's got pictures, you know, in high school or college uh, age, right in front of Buckingham Palace. You know what I mean? She, she fucking knew she was going to live in there. And anyone that says that otherwise, it, I mean, it's just, it's not realistic. And I think that we're going to make that concrete uh, by the end of this episode. And you can tell all your, your, uh, you know, boomer, you know, friends and parents that are all obsessed with the royal family, that this is, uh, it was definitely planned. Yes, even from a skeptical point of view, the fact that people who are well-connected interact more frequently with other people who are well-connected is not like an outside idea. This is this is culminated in, in, in one of Marx's uh, ideas, like the bourgeoisie, right? This is, just, this is just the way they work. Yeah, and having, we're going to get into, I know, uh, uh, Prince Charles's bloodline, how he's like, He's connected to. Oh yeah, to, yeah. He's. Uh, we're gonna get into that into that now, by chance. You want to do that now? Well, no. We'll we'll, we'll wait. Don't ruin the surprise <laughs> yet. It's it's very interesting. But uh, but what were you saying? Oh yeah, no, no. Just just confirming the fact that like it's not outside of of a whole bunch of theories. It's, this is not at, at this level like circumstantial evidence because the the type of circumstantial evidence where you're talking about where Meghan Markle could just know that she is destined to become a princess and and that is that's a totally believable thing like you can swallow that pill really easily even if you're a skeptic yeah sure well i'm glad that you can extend that olive branch out to me here on this <laughs> fine episode but dude i mean it, it, it to me it's interesting you know when we were first starting this podcast, man, do you remember how we were kind of digging into the 13 Illuminati bloodlines and we were looking at the the House of Windsor as being potentially connected? And they very much are. But we found that uh, the Bush family are part of the Windsor family. So Markle, being a, a distant cousin of them, is also related to uh, both Bush presidents, uh, you know, Jeb, all the other ones, the little hick uh, Bush that was running for governor of Texas or, or whatever. Um, but also, uh, you know, Calvin Coolidge, Richard Nixon, um, uh, Gerald Ford, you know, all of these all of these presidents, the family and Meghan Markle are related to. And, you know, these guys, they they insist on marrying in their bloodlines for a reason. And we'll definitely get into that. You know, Arizona Wilder has some very interesting theories. Obviously, uh, a lot of you have heard. Um, but I found this really interesting, too, dude. Trump. Uh, Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States that a lot of people have come to see as a god lately, uh, who I'm just kind of starting to realize is uh, totally just part of the machine. Um, I, I did like his policies more so than uh, the zombie that we have in the geriatric fuck that's in the White House <laughs> right now. But, you know, I do think that that he was definitely put there just to cause more division. But, you know, Trump is, is saying he, he all but endorsed Meghan Markle for the 2024 presidential race that she's 
plotting on on uh, running in you know and i don't know if this is like a kanye west version yeah um, that's, you know like that's not, exa- not, not, not that's a, that's exactly what came to my mind too that's just the way he works with celebrities of this type because he gains something from celebrities right i mean he's 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 sure he's not just famous for being a real estate develop uh developer right yeah yeah well i mean he's supposedly uh you know, I feel like I just keep mentioning Arizona Wilder, but she insists that anyone that wins the presidential election dating back to George Washington, uh, these are the people that have the closest ties to the royal family. Um, you know, there's even the rumors that the the um, the Civil War in the United States was started by Britain uh, to weaken us from within. So, um, you know, in a way, in a roundabout way, it's, it's possible that uh, that England still rules us. Uh, we're also concerned about China. Um, but I do think that that England probably plays a, a pretty major role in our politics and in our governance and all that stuff. Um, you know, we are recording from remote locations here uh, because this is a touchy subject. OK, uh, undisclosed location that we're both in. So we're uh, we're just going to make sure. Uh, so if we're sounding uh, a little different or you, you all notice a lag, that's the reason we're trying to protect ourselves and you guys. OK, this is this is deep stuff here. But um there's stranger connections uh, with the House of Windsor and, and the bloodlines there. Um, Want to start with Charles? Charles was the first one that I wanted to get in, and, and he's the Prince Prince of Wales. And uh, you know, Charles' bloodline goes back to Vlad Dracul, um, better known as Vlad the Impaler. I know a lot of you guys have probably heard of Vlad the Impaler. He's the heir to Vlad the Impaler's bloodline. Charles, uh, Prince of Wales, that is, and. Bram Stoker, who you may know more about uh, than I do, Brandon, um, you know, he's the, the, the author of the Dracula book, and he based Dracula off of Vlad Dracul. And Charles talked about his bloodline tying back to Transylvania, which is where Dracul was, uh, in his 2010 visit. You know, this dude, he, he owns a castle there. Uh, people say that it's, it's uh, Vlad the Impaler's castle and all this crazy shit. But um, this is where the origins of the, uh, you know, the, the royal family or bloodlines is because, you know, Vlad Dracul, again, Dracula based off of this guy, this guy would slaughter people by the thousands. And he would like take pieces of bread and dip bread in their blood and eat the bread, um, you know, drink, drink blood, like goblets full of blood. Um, I mean, legitimately like an adrenochrome fiend. Um, probably had Kuru, that disease where you, uh, you know, kind of like mad cow for humans. Uh, but this is very real. This is documented. This isn't conspiratorial information here. This is very real. The conspiracy comes in when you start looking at why is there a connection? Why is there a revamping of the, the royal family? It seems like every so often the, uh, you know, Buckingham Palace has to uh, spark some interest in the uh in the royal family and get things going again you know what i mean i see i see what you mean but i think so so the the relation thing is not uh at all uh i don't know if you guys care about my my input on this on what's saying what what's fact and what's fiction but that that connection between uh between those two especially uh, vlad it's not hard to make at all as i mentioned before vlad apparently has like a thousand uh not really heirs, I would say. I, th- I think it's important that we differentiate what an heir is and just a, a descendant of. But Vlad has like a whole bunch of people and a, and a disproportionate amount of them from what from what information I saw uh, are in those high class bourgeoisie positions. 
Um, so that that all makes that all that all makes sense to me. There is just inherent drama, though, in these royal uh, circles. I, I I don't understand how they can't keep this under wraps at this point, which begs the question: Why is this happening right now? I understand, um, but it is inherently like when you're dealing with this sort of wealth. There's going to be all kinds of backstabbing, and, and especially because it's also money amongst family, right? Most of these are, sure. are cousin fuckers, right? Yeah, yeah. And to be clear, we are not cousin fuckers, correct? <laughs> um, so the thing is, uh, I mean, you you say that, man, but uh, I mean, the Romania tour store website says that Charles is the grandson, uh, the, the grandson, uh, sixteen times removed from Vlad the Impaler through the consort of George V and Queen Mary. Um, I understand that there's a lot of descendants from these very powerful people like Genghis Khan. What is it? Some ridiculous number of people are related to this dude because he just raped so many people. Uh, But being so closely related, like a direct bloodline is much different than, than being like, and and 16 times removed sounds like a lot. Um, But I mean, they can pick up DNA, you know, if it's the smallest amount. And then also just to give some some uh, context to Vlad's uh, efforts there, he's screwing around right when Constantinople, when the former Holy Roman Empire has fallen and the Ottomans are right at at his doorstep. And this guy is like a a very, very fierce anti-Ottoman. And so so as to uh, strike fear in the people that are right across... Uh, his his border in the Ottoman Empire. He's doing things like setting up stakes in the fr- in his front lawn and then putting bodies on them. That's where the the impaler part of his legacy comes uh, comes in. Um, the drinking of blood. There's obviously a lot of supernatural ridden. Uh, what's it called? Like disinformation going on at this time. Like at some point, you if you're not in the Ottoman Empire, you want people to think that Vlad is a demon. Right. He's that he's eaten blood because then you don't then you don't fuck with Vlad. You don't go into Romania. Right. But uh, it wouldn't strike me as weird because they're also bloodletting at this time. They're, they're thinking like that's how you get some kind of bad life force out as you let blood out. Well, Vlad seems like the kind yeah. of guy to want to, to wanna have a, a, a Bloody Mary there, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. What what is a uh, what is a vampire? Uh, call a used tampon. What? A tea bag. A tea bag. I got. I got. I got some. Uh, some advice for you, man. <laughs> Don't. I have a. I have a terrible dentist. Never go to Doctor Acula. It's very, very bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's worse than mine. I'll tell you that. But no, dude. I mean, like you know, it, when you when you get into these things, obviously it makes sense. Where you know. To me, I think that the royal family would want to carry out these rituals that uh, Vlad Dracul was um, by drinking the blood, um, at the very least wearing red. Um, we'll get into that a little more later. But, it, you know, the Pyrus, the bloods, you know, the gang. Um, the reason that they wear red is is because they want to, you know, draw blood. They, they, they're they a gang. They want to fight. They want to show that. And then I don't know what the Crips are. I guess they're like crippled or something. I don't know if you've seen that South Park episode. Yeah, I, do. I mean, we, it, we, to we, me. We, 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 we Crips too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's so funny. Uh, yeah, Jimmy. I think Jimmy's the one yeah. in there that's like talking all the shit. But, dude, you know. Um, there there's more uh you know interesting things when it comes to like dracula and like the meanings and stuff so dracula itself means son of the devil but dracul 
um, means dragon. And the Jakul family, interestingly, was members of the Order of the Dragon. Okay, so you got Dracul, members of the dragon. I mean, so like you got to remember all this stuff because I'm going to tie this really, really closely to Charles and it's kind of confusing, um, but it's it makes very much sense here. So again, Dracula is the son of the devil, but Dracul means dragon. All the members of the family are, are members of the order of the dragon. Um, Vlad Dracul was prince of Wallachia. Okay, that's how you pronounce it correctly. Wallachia, not Wallachia. Uh, I think it's it's Wallachia, which is uh, they get they. Okay. That's where Romania eventually the name Romania eventually comes from. Yep. So you can you gotta it, it sounds like Romania essentially, but just spelled with W's because they they don't like their W's over there in Eastern. Well, yeah, they got they got marbles in their mouth over there, but yeah. So we got <laughs> Wallachia. Um, if you want to check it out, it's just W A L A H I A. And um, again, Vlad Dracul. Great distant relative, uh, 16, 16th uh, great-grandfather to uh, Charles, Prince of Wales, uh, who, again, is the Prince of Wales. And Wales gets its name from Walha, from the Wallachia, or Wallachia, whatever the fuck, however you say it. But again, we see this right here where the flag of Wales has a, okay, and the red dragon goes back to the order of the dragon. Now, this is not shit. Like, when I saw this, dude, I fucking, like, my mind exploded because I, I was, you know, thinking, okay, this is a stretch. But then you start looking at it, and they're honoring fucking Dracula on their flag. They're honoring the Order of the Dragon on the flag. Now, I know that there's some other meaning. The flag of Wales, um, you know, has this red dragon, and it wasn't accepted uh, until 1959, it was at least, uh, you know, flying over Wales for a thousand years, but but the United Kingdom didn't take it in until the, the late 50s. But, I mean, there's this insane connection between the Dracul family and, and, and uh, you know, communist China, where we hear that red dragon coming in. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, I was just I was just thinking about all the there's a couple other different cults or secret society groups that ba- are based off of that idea of the, the, the dragon or the great serpent. And um, I think this calls back to, I think the universality of the of the snake and the dragon as like a, a, a bad thing. First of all, if you, you think about in like hunter gatherer societies where um, snakes just come up from the ground out of nowhere, they don't have any arms, they look scary as shit. There's something encoded in our minds that makes you jump when you see a rattlesnake uh, slither, uh, sidewinder uh, slither around our Tucson streets here. Um, sure. And so that, but I'm not just writing that, writing the idea of a, a, a dragon cult off by saying that because it is so universal. Um, it's mentioned in the Bible, a, a lot of other places, uh, Harry Potter, right? Slytherin, right? The ultimate bad guy, the one you don't even talk about. Um, the, that all makes sense and can come into head. And wouldn't it makes, wouldn't it make sense that the most powerful person in the world supposedly has some connection to this dragon serpent thing that's you know prophesized in in Revelation. That's going to be the thing. It, it's prophesized all over the place too. You got it in um, in Norse mythology, right? The the world serpent. Um, a whole bunch of places saying that the dragon is the thing you got to watch out for. Um, and and now it's now yeah. it's in Buckingham Palace. Shit. Well, do you remember um, you know the SpaceX launch? That rocket was called the Dragon. He called it the Dragon. Elon Musk did from SpaceX. And and you know what time they launched it was at 322, 
which is connected to skull and bones, there's some Bible verse of about man becoming gods. Uh, verse three twenty two. I don't know if you can look that up while while uh, or if you know it off the top of your head, Brandon. But um, uh, maybe just look up like three twenty two skull yeah. and bones. Um, but yeah, it's exactly what you're saying there, where you know men are trying so hard to become God. Um, and, and this this goes back to Skull and Bones, which, you know, the House of Windsor supposedly has the authority over Skull and Bones, and, and they have authority among other things as well. But um, where are we at here in my notes? So the connection between the Dracul family and, and you know, China, I, in my opinion, lies in the symbolism of the Red Dragon, which China right. used this, this Red Dragon to symbolize luck, um, you know, fortune, love, all these things. It's really only in the West that that we see a Red Dragon as negative but doesn't it look pretty negative to you i would say so because it's pretty interesting dude you know you don't you don't think of a dragon as something that's a protector um in my opinion now now other countries do um but over here we see that as a demon as a reptile as a snake um but i mean uh to me it's just interesting they use this in in weddings um you know when you get like a uh panda express even they have like a lot of red and gold and obviously that's not authentic chinese but i'm just saying it's it's interesting to me when when you start uh you know realizing the different meanings of colors and the symbolism and how positive it is to one side that a lot of patriots in the united states are viewing as pretty damn evil right now um so that to me uh, is just more symbolism did you end up finding that uh 322 not the verse. I just uh, see that the it's also called the order, uh, the order of three twenty two. Um, yeah, but but not but not a verse. I'll keep I'll keep looking for that one because that's that sounds like an ominous one here. Yeah, maybe three twenty two Bible verse or mm-hmm. something. You know what I mean? But um, you know, there was this. You know, kind of just to wrap up that that Britain and Chinese uh, connection. That you know, Britain basically tried to to weaken China. Um, you know, essentially, I think that they wanted to to you know run them i I think there's a lot of occult history in china they're they're former members of the of the british empire right they're the economically tied together by by the sale of of poppies and i think hong kong is the last vestige of of uh, european control over there that's why they're so uh pro-democracy and 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 screaming about their rights being withheld i think at this time Looks like somebody read my notes. <sighs> I like that. But no, yeah, you know, it's interesting to me where you just start seeing this stuff like over and over again. Uh, but yeah, dude, I mean, you know, Britain was pumping, uh, Britain and France were pumping opium into China. Um, and then, you know, they had to essentially uh, illegalize uh, or they had to legalize uh, opium. And then, you know, more recently, it's become uh, illegal again. Before we get too far in, I found it. I found the verse. So it's actually Genesis three twenty two, uh, and the Lord God said, sure. uh, "This is again relating to that skull and bones connection, which I think is at play even here in the uh, British and Chinese connection." The Lord God said, "Oh yeah, the man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever." This is, I think, after. Uh, yeah, after um, they've committed the great sin, they've listened to the talking yep. serpent, uh, mind you. Um, or I guess the it was dragon. Well, I guess it, yeah, it wasn't a serpent at that time because uh, I think it was a lizard at first, and then God struck off its uh, struck off its arms and turned it into a serpent. But um, yeah, more dragon like too. So there's a lot of symbology there that I can I can really see. Yeah. 
Yeah, dude. I mean, this isn't a stretch. Some of the shit that we say here is a little bit uh, like of a reach, but this is not. I mean, this is like, and, and then when you start getting into bloodlines and the secret societies, it all makes so much freaking sense, dude. And it, it's it's very interesting. But like, you know, I just want to get back to Charles here a little bit. Um, Charles discovered the the connection to the Dr- Dracula bloodline in uh, 1998 during his first visit to Romania. Uh, and then in 2011, he joked that Transylvania is in his blood. Um, you know, that's a very weird way to say that. Um, very literal way to say that. Um, but, you know, he wasn't kidding. You know, he was kind of, uh, you know, playing it off as a joke. But he was very serious that, that you know, yeah, Transylvania is in his blood very much literally. And, and you know, he was trying to make it seem figurative. Um, but the vampire myth, and this is interesting to me. This vampire myth stems from the claim that the royal families actually suffering, like all of them, supposedly suffer from this iron deficiency known as porphyria. And if you want to look this up, uh, I, I believe I'm pronounce, pronouncing it right, but it's P-O-R-P-H-Y-R-I-A, porphyria. Um, now, th- again, that's an iron deficiency. And if you're iron deficient, um, obviously, there's medication that you can take. But, uh, you know, drinking blood is definitely going to replenish your iron because there's a ton of iron in blood. Like, I don't know if you've ever, um, you know, I've been uh, unfortunate enough to see a murder. Uh, I think I've actually seen two. Um, yeah, two, definitely. And, and you know, one was at a bus stop. Someone got shot. I was close enough to where I could smell. It smelled like pennies. It smells like metallic when you when you smell a lot of blood. That's all iron right there. You know what I mean? So it's very interesting that the iron deficiency comes into play here too. Um, and, and, you know, Vlad the Impaler was definitely a big fan of all the blood. You can also get that sense. If you're uh, if you've ever gone down on your girl while she's on her period, that's a side note, just providing more references here, but yeah, that's disgusting. And I think that that's probably some things that, uh, that these guys are into too. Um, you know, it's fine if you're into that stuff, Brandon, but just let's, let's keep this. This is a, a family friendly podcast. Right, 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 right. Uh, Let's edit that out, as a matter of fact. But, um, you know, another uh, <laughs> British-Romania connection um, is, is the, you know, Princess Marie of Edinburgh married King Ferdinand of Romania and ruled the area after World War One. So you were mentioning World War One after, uh, you know, just before your disgusting joke there. And that was like just a fun, a fun little uh, anecdote just just to add into that. But, you know, Charles has the highest power with the Hells Angels as well. Okay, this is something that a lot of people don't know, including myself. I didn't realize this. You wouldn't think that a little twink like Charles would be in charge of all of these tough dudes. Um, and, and it, but it does make sense if you look into it. A lot of the founding members, um, and even you know current members, they're Irish and Scottish descent, and specifically the founding members were clan descendants of of uh, of Scotland. Not talking uh, KKK, um, who I believe started in uh, Indiana, um, but. It was it was literally like the, the clans of Scotland. This conne- connections that? connections to the IRA over there. This is this is around sure. uh, around that time, and then all of the mischief that's going on with opioid sales, including uh, Iran Contra. I mean, they're, they're, the Hell's Angels are making buku money with with crack sales at this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is buku racist yet? Because I, the first time I heard buku was in uh, Full Metal Jacket. When the Asian chick was saying that the black guy's dick was too buku. I don't know if it's racist. All I know is that I already feel too old to say it. I feel like I, it, it doesn't like fit right in my mouth. 
along with yeah right like when it was coming out and fire. you tried to put yeah. it back in your mouth yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but it's funny dude there used to be an energy drink called buku uh but they, they you know obviously they went out of business because monster uh is 666 in hebrew and they were able to uh unleash the beast before anyone else could um but uh getting back to the hell's angels connection here they were actually invited the hell's angels like the elite of hell's angels which is a secret society they were brought over to england uh because the beatles actually invited them over the the band that is super overrated and everyone loves but don't have any great songs um also in new zealand and canada which are owned by the house of windsor these are these are countries that are literally owned by the house of windsor i think that the queen of uh, of england is still on their coins up there in canada a uh, former uh, former member of the of the of the british empire I mean, france france took it over and and ruled it a lot more frequently or a lot more recently uh, but sure. but but yeah man she she's got the english the uh, the sun never uh, set on the English Empire. If you guys have ever heard that before, because that's because literally their empire stretched all the way across the world to where at any given time uh, of the day or any given time in Earth's orbit, it's daytime at some time in England's empire. Their their reach is is massive. Yeah. Well, didn't they even believe back then that the Earth was flat? And I'm not trying to start a flat Earth debate with the flat Earthers out there. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck we're living on here. Um, I'm just saying, didn't wasn't the status quo that the Earth was flat back in these times or no? There's a there's a it depends because on the status quo of the people at the top, they're believing in a whole bunch of crazy shit. And sure, one of their ideas is that the Earth is flat. I know there's a there's a common uh, wives tale old wives tale that. Um, Columbus was was set out to prove that the earth was uh w- was round and I think he's he set out I think the evidence shows that at that level he is sent out but in common in commonplace I don't even think it was too much of a question so yeah dude 1992 Columbus sailed the ocean blue you know what I mean <laughs> so we know all about that guy but dude um you know what do you what are your thoughts about uh Charles being the true power of the house of Windsor um, dude, it, it is a black box when you're talking about these families and because there's so much backstabbing and familial relations, um, they have so many ways to like thread the needle just to get the power, the type of power that they want. The reason that I'm asking is because we're going to get into Elizabeth II here. Um, you know, she's obviously the one that everyone sees as, uh, possibly the world monarch. You know, if you've ever seen the, uh, Illuminati structure of the, the pyramid, um there's this world monarch at the top and it's it's got a bunch of question marks if you look at it and so it's reasonable to think that she's the ruler of the world um you know we're not talking about pindar yet you know the eight foot albino lizard that that you know lives in this lower fourth dimension that really controls all of these elites um allegedly living uh you can access him through antarctica we're gonna get into him later or or it I, i don't know if it's a he or a she I don't want to be sexist here, but I think it's very interesting that that's even a fucking thought here. Um, and there's statues of this motherfucker all over the world. So, um, you know, interesting stuff here. But let's get into Elizabeth, man. So um, her name comes from Elizabeth Bathany, who is uh, a cousin of the Dracul family. So, again, we're seeing the intermarrying, the interbreeding between uh, Vlad Dracul's family and Elizabeth Bathany. And she was a serial killer. Um, you know, belonged to the House of Bath, and um, she was known as the Blood Countess. 
and she would literally bathe in several men's young blood uh like at one time they would go out and kill like 20 dudes uh young young attractive men um and she would take a bath in their blood um i'm not sure if this is where uh the name house of or the uh the house of bath comes from or if it's just the last name bathory um i mean it's kind of like a maybe like a double entendre right there where you're you know this lady is literally killing young men or having young men killed bathing in them we see this today like kim kardashian's talked about blood facials um where you put your own blood they say uh on your face and you go to sleep with your own blood on your face and it's supposed to tighten your skin kind of keep your collagen on point and all that weird shit these fucking people did some do some weird shit i mean even if you had the money brandon would you want to sleep with your own blood on your face yeah yeah I no that not. that dude that that is that homeo like far out homeopathic bougie shit and i it, it does not does not satisfy my tastes at all i would rather just uh, buy some good health insurance myself sure yeah obamacare that's a good obamacare commercial <laughs> do you want blood on your face do you want to sleep with a bag of your own shit if not make us fucking let us fucking buy you some health care we promise no, i think that is it, we promise you can keep your own blood that's our promise to you <laughs> the american people Dude, that was a great imitation of Obama. I think that we need to dress you up in blackface and have you do a fake Obama ad. What do you think about that? Uh, I think if people look at my MySpace, they might uh, find that that picture might be available to them already. Got a little uh, really Canadian prime minister in me. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, I'm not fucking in blackface <laughs> on my on MySpace, dude. <laughs> I was gonna say that's beautiful, but no, um, I think that that. <laughs> but no, man. I you know, like I said, man, it's just so weird what these elites do, and they're they're so obsessed with blood and with death and it, it just seems like they like they like doing weird shit you know you got gwyneth paltrow putting eggs in her vagina and selling candles that smell like her vagina and stuff like that you know what i mean like what is what is up with that I, that's something that i'm curious about too is like what what is gwyneth paltrow about you know what i mean because she might have some kind of blood ties in here too you, you got you got quacks of this sort all all over the world at this point i mean the, the guy who founded kellogg right um uh, kellogg's cereal is the guy who's uh, also advocating for male and female circumcision in America. And it's one of the main reasons that a majority of our American males are, are circumcised today. So there's a whole bunch of quacks who have a whole bunch more reach in our society than we would like to give them throughout history. You mean it's not because of the Jewish people that we're doing the circumcision? Is that what you're saying? So it, no, it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, you know, getting back to this house of bath, I think I was calling it the house of bath, but it's actually the order of the bath um again but but you know uh elizabeth bath was the or bathory was the one that uh was the head of this order um the order of the bath which takes its name from that family okay um but they use red capes and ceremonies to honor their old rituals and uh the house of windsor actually uh ran the order of the bath they still do to this day um, you know, they take their name from that family and they still run the family to this day. So I, I find that very interesting where you get these connections between um, Queen Elizabeth, um, who is, you know, Queen Elizabeth II, truly. Um, and then we also have uh, the House of, of or the Order of the Bath, which they run and they take the red colors. Again, going back to like the Pyrus, who are really the Bloods, um, the gang, the street gang. And, you know, this is the the you know, kind of honoring the Transylvanian nobility who kind of covertly settled in Scotland. Um, so the, the nobility of this vampire family, uh, where vampires are based off of Dracula, 
again, Vlad Dracul, they they moved from Transylvania over to to Scotland, right? Um, I don't know if you remember that that one of our early episodes where we talked about like the real hills have eyes, the Bean Clan, yeah. where these people in Scotland they hid and they fucking ate people as a family of cannibals. <laughs> I guarantee you, they got some royal fucking blood in them too. You know what I mean? These are sick fucks, man. These are sick freaking people that that you know they i don't know if it this is why when people you know when when we talk about like lizard people and we talk about all of the weird uh the the crazy ways that they think where they can have their own children but then they can do these horrible things to kids um you know i was just watching this freaking uh documentary about anthony weiner i think it's just called weiner um and, <laughs> and you know he's running for mayor and you know he's caught in the middle of a controversy and he's making this film to kind of redeem his name and then he gets fucking popped with another thing and that's what made him have to like drop out of government you know what i mean it's funny the last when i walked out uh, uma abedin slapped him it was hilarious total theater but i mean you can tell that there's not a not an authentic bone in either one of their bodies but they have a little kid you know what i mean probably adopted who knows what the fuck where they got this poor kid but i you know it to me it's interesting that these people can operate the way that they do uh, and just have no regard for human life. You know what I mean? I, I think one of the benefits of being rich and connected is that you have ways to conceal the fact that you are just as devious as the most uh, devious among us. You just <laughs> you just uh, don't often have the same type of connections that would keep you out of jail for doing something American psycho-ish. You know, uh, remember this guy, was this guy, Army Hammer? who is yeah. like obviously just on top of the world. And I don't know if that is at all correlated with his uh, necrophilia. It's not necrophiliac. Like uh, pretty close. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not king shaming here, but, <laughs> but uh, he's well, like, one, he like, he like wants to, wants to cut up girls and like eat pieces of their body, which I get, I think, I don't know if you've seen that uh, room Two Thirty. No, no, it's not room 234. HBO has a series about it where, a whole bunch of shit. They just show a whole bunch of shit that's happened in like hotel rooms. And there have been cases uh, where courts have actually had to decide whether someone was guilty because a man showed up at a, another man's uh, hotel room and had exchanged money or at least exchanged services to have his own penis cut off. And then they, then they, would, they would cook it and eat it. The cops wow. showed uh, cocks, co- cops, excuse me, the cocks showed up to this, <laughs> <cock> you know, <laughs> the cock cops showed up and they ended up like, I think it was fine. Like nobody pressed charges because they're like, the state didn't press charges because they didn't know like who he asked. He asked for it to happen. Like he, he's he, like, hey, I wanted this. I wanted this. <laughs> That's exactly what the episode shows is like, what the fuck would wow. it look like to have this kind of a meeting? So yes, people up top are just as as weird as the face eaters that you're that, that you were scared about becoming zombies on the bottom uh, with 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 Flocka and all this shit. Um, they just have better ways to cover them up. But we have to be we have to be concerned about their uh, their dirty deeds um, just just as <laughs> just as quickly, you know. Well, I, I, yeah, you know, on a serious note here, um, it's hard to be serious after that little little bit. But I think that you know these people they there's nothing really that excites someone with all the power and money in the world. Um, this is why you have Bill Gates talking about uh, fucking shooting dust into the, into the atmosphere to block out the sun. And, you know, speaking of Tim Dillon, he's got this great bit where he's like, 
you know, have you ever, have you ever heard? I, I thought I had melanoma and it come from the sun and you need to leave Billy boy alone. He's a good boy. Who cares if he wants to nuke the sun, live underground, become a lichen, you know, like all this shit. It's just like, it's, it's ridiculous where it's like, you know, people have these ideas, but when these people have the money and the power, that's when it becomes scary. You know, sure. I'd like to, to shoot a missile at the moon, but thank God I don't have that kind of money. If I had the amount of money that Bill Gates did, let me tell you, I'd be doing some shit that I shouldn't be doing. It wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be taking advantage of anyone, but I'd be nuking the sun just to see what happens. You know what I mean? The the trouble is, is that I think almost no matter what, in what way in which we, we shape our society, we're going to have people who are just more well connected. We're going to have the bourgeoisie for the rest of our, for the rest of human like uh, future, just because that's the way that we're, we're based off of ants and, and, uh, and apes, you know what I mean? They form these hierarchical uh, societies and it's more about the, the efforts that we put in to make sure that they stay open and honest. And um, the, the amount of, of memes that I have based on, uh, that I have seen based on um, on Bill Gates just proves that hey, at least video has helped. <laughs> this is all this yeah. shit is happening a lot of the, a lot of time before it's really well documented. We're having to go off of historical perspectives, which are very very tainted. Anything past anything you know before maybe the 19th century, like you don't you don't really know what the fuck was going on all the time. Yeah, yeah, man. That uh, that open and honest. You should make a podcast with one of your liberal friends called Open and Honest, like how uh, Brian Stelter has. Uh, what is it like? Unbiased news or whatever the fuck he has, uh-huh. and it's totally biased. But you can just be like completely closed and uh, dishonest, but call it open and honest. That'd be great. Um, but dude, let's get back to this. We we keep going off on tangents here because this fucking this reptile bloodline family shit sparks so much debate and so much conversation that it's it's it truly is hard to stay on task with information like this um but the last thing that i had mentioned in the actual uh in the conversation here was how um you know the the royal bloodline of transylvania the transylvania nobility they moved over to scotland um and and kind of talking about how the royal family kind of rules over all these people um, but there's some, some symbolism in their, uh, like their coat of arms. They have a harp, um, and the harp symbolizes the bewitching of minds in ancient times, like the, the instrument, the harp, you can play some beautiful notes. There's, there's classical stories where, you know, sirens are playing harps and they're, you know, seducing men and, and, you know, doing whatever the fuck they want to do to them, uh, whether it be possessing or, or, uh, sexually, uh, you know, kind of overcoming them, whatever. Um, but supposedly they have authority over that harp facility h-a-a-r-p the thing that controls weather and a lot of people were concerned can like alter the way that people think um but i mean the the acronym of harp allegedly is was created to uh you know basically sort of uh represent the classical harp so you know this is just another thing that you all can look into about the royal family's connection to harp uh, this is a, a facility, I believe, in Alaska, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that, um, but it's definitely up north. And um, I mean, just a huge frequency that shoots um, shoots. Sh- it's a, a big, you know, platform with a bunch of antennas, and it shoots shit up into the ionosphere. Go ahead. Yeah, it's the University of Alaska Fairbanks, the high frequency active auroral 
research programs, what it's officially called there. Yeah. And so, but they, they called it that uh, allegedly because of the harp, um, which again, controls minds in ancient times. It's a symbol for mind control. Um, and, and, and yeah, I mean, it's a very fitting name. These people love their symbolism, right? The elites love their symbolism. Um, you talked a little bit about Army Hammer. I mean, you know, this is one of those conspiracies that people are like, no, the elites don't like drinking blood. And then this kind of stuff comes out and it's hard to deny. You know what I mean? It's really hard to deny. And obviously, yes, this is one guy uh, that was caught doing it. Right. But um, who knows how many people are, are doing exactly what he's doing. Um, we mentioned Skull and Bones earlier, too. This is like the military council slash death cult uh, based out of Yale. And this was established under the crown. Imagine that, right? And they control Skull and Bones. The crown controls Skull and Bones. Did you just do a bump? No, no. I wish. Oh, oh shit. It looked like you did. Um, but no. <laughs> but yeah, so like, you know, like I said, you know, Yale is is essentially controlled by the House of Windsor under the crown. And, um, you know, as we mentioned, George H.W. Bush is, is uh, you know, potentially related to them. And he's actually a British knight. He's dead now. But I mean, you know, he's he's a knight, you know, once a knight, always a knight. And and the order uh, of the bath. Right. He's a knight in the order of the bath. And so this is is, you know, just tying all of these people together. The Dr Dracula family, the Dracula family, um, the bath, the Bathory family in the order of the bath. And then the Bush family comes into play here, right? So the Windsor family, you know, it's reasonable to think that all of the Bush family is connected to the Windsor family, right? It's not just one person ever, you know? Anytime, when you when you have an, a moron like, H, like George W. Bush, who, you know, a lot of people like to, to say how stupid he is and things, I think that he had to play that role. You know what I mean? I think that he clearly had to kind of seem like the dumb, relatable president that you just want to have a beer with. You know what I mean? It's not it's not. And because then after that, who do you get? You get Obama, who, guess what, is a fucking second cousin to George H.W. Bush. And when he was confronted about this, he was even kind of joking about it, playing it off like, well, I guess the family barbecues are going to be a little awkward. You know what I mean? Um, typical CIA line, by the way. But, you know, it's just interesting to me when you start, you know, kind of doing your research on Illuminati bloodlines, you can see that the Bush family is very, very connected to the House of Windsor. And all of these Middle Eastern wars fought under both Bush presidents and Obama. Um, you know, mo most recently, Trump sort of pulled us out of a lot of those things. We're going right back in. Trust me, we're going right back in under the under Obama's third term. And, um, you know, this was all kind of just aimed to to control opium production in the Middle East. So this goes back to opium again. And it's much like the uh, the East India Trading Company that was like kind of created before the NYSE. Like this was the first, uh, you know, publicly traded company. And most opium is sold to big pharma. And then the rest of it is given to the mafia type groups of the world. Um, you know, just all around the world. We got like narcotics kind of trickling in. Um, but there, there's a reason that opium is so rampant in these uh, disputed areas because we can't so much control the law, but we're the police of the world, right? So, so the reason that that opium is is such a big part of the occult is because you know the power that it truly possesses. Man, you can dumb down a society, um, and and I think that that's its sole purpose. I don't think it's to heal. I really don't think that opium's uh, purpose is to heal at all. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's posited to heal a whole bunch. I think it is just to like 
numb, take take a whole lot of the the pain away. Um, well, it's which, to help the healing process for sure. Uh, is it? I would say so, man. Because like, if you're going in, you're you're fucked up. You had, uh, let's say, you had a you, you get you got your arm amputated. You may get some morphine, right, to to numb, right? Like you said, yeah, that's going to help the healing process because you're able to relax. If you're not able to oh, feel see, that yeah, numbing pain, right? It's not literal. I mean, for you know sure, what for I mean, sure like not. it's yeah. it's definitely like it's going to help the healing process because your your heart's not going to be pumping. Um, it's not going to get all that blood to drain out of your newly opened wound. And that, so yeah, absolutely. And that, and that also like just cuts down on the amount of people dying in in surgery. I know there's absolutely uh, a whole bunch of uh, stories in Victorian surgery where the person is obviously alive and they have just a huge amount of people like holding one person down and they're still kicking and screaming, kicking all these people off. So yeah, just being able to numb things is really going to help. That's why I actually see. I mean, much like oil. The the organic side of 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 opium being uh, at the crux of a whole bunch of power struggles throughout the world because yeah this is in a time before um, this is in a time before oil is really being utilized um, and you I mean they've got to fight over something and opium is like going crazy uh, with with the, all the poppy fields in China so when England taps into them and again we've talked about how the the Dutch and the English who are going at war with each other but are economically kind of cooperating to a certain extent they're 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 stretches across the entire world they're they're true imperialists um and so it it at least makes sense that that the poppies um would would be the the crux of power here yeah man well so my point though was that um I don't believe that opium's true purpose on the global stage and in mm. you know it's speaking esoterically. I don't think that it's to heal. I don't think that it's it's part of that process. I think that they disguise it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when you have uh, opiate-based products being uh, advertised in only two countries in the entire world, the United States and New Zealand, um, which again is part of the the, the crown, right? Um, we we just mentioned that earlier that Canada is very prevalent, or I'm sorry, the UK is very, or Britain specifically is very prevalent in Canada and in New Zealand. Um, but I, I do think that that the main purpose of opium is to trickle down and to dumb down society, to get people hooked on a product, to make it so that they're sick, but they're not too sick. They're healthy, but they're not too healthy. And they're just cogs in a wheel. And it's having that effect, at least in our opioid crisis today, right? I mean, the people who are being hit the hardest is like white, is like white suburban areas, as opposed to the, the crack epidemic. So everybody gets a turn at, at dealing with these drugs in their community. Um, and this is like, this is this is the, the this is the type of force that shakes up a society big enough to where changes in leadership like Donald Trump would occur. I think Donald Trump came aboard uh, specifically um you know bolstered by that same demographic to say like hey we're we're fucking hurting here it's people it's a, same with the appalachian uh people they're they're just hurting they're living living off of welfare and it sucks out there they need to need to change things up this is where power can change hands very very quickly it's this idea of thematic crisis right which which the opioid crisis absolutely is is when when there is when a society is going through something really turbulent uh, we're willing to kind of turn a blind eye to who's making the money and who's paying for the lives that are destroyed by these kinds of drugs, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I agree with pretty much everything that you said there, man. I think that it's 
it's just clear to me. And and then when you start seeing the the benefits to the elites here, um, how much they control it, how so many wars uh, are fought over it, especially relating to the House of Windsor and the Crown, whatever you want to call them. Um, again, the 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 Middle Eastern wars, they were trying to flood so much opium into China that they had to to change the rules. You know what I mean? And and it's it's just to me when you start looking into that it's it's pretty obvious um but i mentioned a, a guy named bram stoker earlier right this is the guy that wrote the book dracula the novel um very very famous uh famous kind of folklore type type situation um but i mean there a side note here do you remember that that show uh aqua teen hunger force yeah yeah, so there's like this episode where they're all really scared of Dracula and Frylock, who's the smart guy. He was saying, it's not Dracula. You know what I mean? He kept saying, it's not Dracula. And at the end of the movie, it's very subtle, but it clicked when I was doing this research. They call him Dracula. And it, to oh, me, that's just... so funny. When you start seeing in these dumb cartoons that you see shit that only people can pick up on if they know what they're talking about. That, that kind of stuff goes on in American Dad all the time and Family Guy and like uh, Rick and Morty. But um, a, a cartoon as stupid as a fucking meatball, a shake and a fry box are, are you know, talking about this esoteric stuff. Makes, I find that fascinating, dude. It makes me uh, concerned about what they might be hinting at with uh, hand banana. Remember him? Hand banana. And he's like, yeah. he's like, <laughs> who is he saying to, uh, to what's his name? He's like, tonight. Carl. You, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he just wants to fuck you, Carl every you're time. That he, like, in that baby, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that's such a great show. Anyone that has not seen it, absolutely <laughs> check it out. They're 15 minute episodes, hit it and quit it. They're great. Um, but I mean, they're talking about about Dracula, Dra- Dracul. Um, but I mean, this this guy, Bram Stoker, very, very well connected, um, you know, very knowledgeable in the esoteric, you know, uh. Astor, the Astor family, the uh, the guy that died on the Titanic, he was a rival of, or one of the guys that died on the Titanic. I shouldn't just say it's one one person that died there, but one of the 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 high profile people. Um, I, I believe it was William Astor or Jacob Astor. I forget what his name was, but uh, his first name. But an, an Astor who was a rival of J.P. Morgan. Uh, you know, he died on on the Titanic, and this is a, a huge conspiracy that. Um, you know, one of the the Astros are one of the elite bloodlines, one of the 13 bloodlines of the Illuminati. And uh, J.P. Morgan was was a rival. He was a banking mogul, just a, a magnet of of, uh, of of wealth, dude. So um, this Bram Stoker had written articles in this Paul Mall magazine, um, not Paul Mall like the cigarette, Paul Mall being P.A.L.L. Mall. Um, he wrote this article called The Man from Shorox. I believe that that's how it is. And this was owned by William Waldorf Astor. So this is a, a descendant of, of the, uh, or I'm sorry, um, an ancestor of the, uh, the individual that died on, uh, in, uh, what's it called? In, in the Titanic. So uh, was he an ancestor? Now I'm second questioning myself. I, I think that he was a, actually a descendant now that I'm thinking. Um, so sorry about not having my facts straight here, but I think that it, you know, it's interesting though when you start seeing the this guy that ties together, um, you know, one of the Illuminati bloodlines, and then he's he's writing about this Dracul character, you know, Vlad the freaking Impaler, and talking with you know all of these high profile people, 
there's something to be said about what what Bram Stoker was tapping into. I think that they wanted to kind of immortalize Vlad the Impaler and sort of make it like a fun thing that even kids could kind of get excited about, right? Kids draw vampires. I mean, like you'll see vampires in kid cartoons every once in a while. Freaking Sesame Street had uh, had the Count, who was definitely based on Dracula. You know what I mean? So like when you start seeing all of this symbolism in kid cartoons and just in, in pop culture, it's it's a dark thing, man. There's some dark, dark undertones there, and it's very satanic and demonic. Yeah, the way the way uh, the Astor family bloodline works its way into pop culture, it's a, a quite a few ways. One of the one of the ways that I I remember from our one of our original episodes was the Waldorf Astoria. So the Astor family is connected to that. That's the Astoria yep. in, in in Waldorf, and the Hilton family owns that now. And uh, what kind of opioid of the people was Paris Hilton? You know, like just something like she yep. created a monster uh, uh, with which to for anyone to just weaponize and, and tear apart at the fabric of, of not just American society. Well, uh, foremost American society at Western civilization, I think too. So the way that they can yeah. sneak their, their sneaky fingers into this man, uh, it's, there, there are many. Yeah. She created a lot of monsters, man. I think that she was kind of a sacrificial lamb. She seemed to have been very abused. Um, you know, and so I feel, I feel bad for a lot of these people, man, you know, like that Greta Thunberg, um, I can't stand her. I think she's so freaking annoying. Um, but, you know, she's clearly not the one in control there. And I don't know if you've seen, seen the reports that she's been writing the Unabomber letters in jail. Have you seen that? <laughs> no, no, but I'm, I'm sure there are uh, reports. Yes. There are definitely reports. And, and it's interesting to me that, you know, because, you know, the, the Unabomber was a, a climate activist in a way. You know what I mean? He was very against industrialization. And so... You know, uh, there's a couple of different like credible, like what you would see as credible websites that are saying that, that you know, these two are communicating while, while this dude's in jail. Um, he's He could be potentially somewhat helping handle her or whatever, um, not doing a very good job. She is starting to piss a lot of people off all around the world. People are burning up Jews of her and whatnot. Um, but Bram Stoker, you know, getting back to him, he has written about like uh, the shoulder of Shasta and the Shasta Mountains. It's very, very hot alien hot spot out there. Uh, in California. Um, lots of really interesting articles that this dude's written. He's talked about, he, he writes a, a lot about the esoteric um, talked about like the, you know, uh, the wrote about St. Patrick defeating the King of snakes in Ireland, um, which we know that there's no snakes in Ireland. Um, it was too fucking cold for snakes to be hanging out. That's actually, so, to me, it's, it's very interesting. You want to get someone like Bram Stoker that's putting up all of this stuff and and doing you know connecting some some pretty serious people and connecting you know connecting some dots that are are clearly um you know something to worry about here you want to prove that we're you? you know we're we're you want to prove that we're in a in a simulation here man uh it, we're recording this on saint patrick's day right well saint patrick was made a saint i think for <laughs> for driving out the snakes from uh from from ireland right that's a great point, dude. Like just recording it on St. Patrick's Day, which no one fucking cared about. Like usually St. Patrick's Day is a big fun event and no one cares, dude. You know, like no one cared about the Grammys. It's uh, the, people uh, are really starting to lose interest. It's the Joe Biden of holidays. I think you'll find. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, Martin Luther King Day is pretty boring, too. Uh, <laughs> at least you get to go out and drink. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw uh, flogging Molly uh, a couple, a couple, a couple years because they they always come to Tempe, Arizona. I mean, I know St. Patrick's Day isn't a big thing in Ireland, but they always come to Tempe for uh, for for St. Patty's Day. Um, 
that's that's the biggest way I've celebrated. But yeah, but it's like a social one. So people who are mindful of of the restrictions we have shouldn't be out there doing that shit right now. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, is this virus real? Let's just see that. I know you, you don't know, think so yet, sick. but go ahead. <laughs> I, I still don't know. Um, I haven't gotten sick yet, and uh, no one I know has either, uh, except for like a couple people at work. But you know, they don't matter. So uh, in <laughs> my not people. Um, you know, some very interesting things to get in with Princess Diana. Um, what what are your do you remember much about Diana? Because that was a really high profile death. Um, and then a lot of conspiracy theories came out very quickly when she passed away. We were too young to recognize it. Yeah. Um, but there were some shady things going on with her with her death and her affair. Yeah. Uh actually one of the people who I reference most frequently uh on this podcast, the guy who's hanging right right over there, Christopher Hitchens, made a name for himself uh in england talking about how much of a this is her his words because i don't really have a a, a dog in this dog in this fight at all no opinion but how much of a whore she was (laughs) and i think that just the reality of someone facing this celebrity culture the, the burgeoning celebrity culture and having to deal with all the effects of that i don't know what's going on like i don't know what's going on in that mind i don't know all the stuff that's hanging happening behind the behind the scenes so i'm down for any theories you got man Okay, well, I mean, I, I just find this stuff really interesting. I sent you a thing earlier that I'm going to have you read here when we get into Arizona Wilder. Yeah. Um, I mean, Diana, she was supposedly the 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 princess of the people, right? Um, Americans really loved her. There was this beanie baby that my mom had as a kid, uh, a purple princess Diana, Diana teddy bear. Uh, you know, my, my 90s kids, they can remember beanie babies. Uh, even, you know, 80s kids, you know, Beanie Babies were the shit. Um, essentially, uh, I mean, I don't know what I could com- compare it to with these millennial fucks. Uh, maybe maybe like uh, how much you guys liked Fortnite for like two weeks. Uh, but Beanie Babies were like our lives uh, for, for quite some time. Beanie Babies were literally very, very, I mean, the biggest shit. Um, but you know, that was, there was just people that loved this chick, man. And it was because she was very... Uh, you know transparent she didn't act so proper apparently she was fucking a couple dudes and americans like that um so i mean you know diana essentially wanted to expose the royal family for the rituals and their blood sacrifices and this is why a lot of people think that she was killed now uh many locals of the village of great brighton where she was supposedly buried don't believe that she was buried on the island where they were told and Star Magazine claimed to have a, a Buckingham Palace senior source that said she was secretly cremated. Okay, so instead of doing the, the typical ritual um, of burying the body in a coffin and blah, 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 um, she was secretly cremated and all this other shit. But the LA Times used a source saying that Diana's coffin was taken to Althorpe, which I don't know where the fuck that is, but taken to Althorpe for burial. But the military strict use of police and, uh, you know, all of the armed forces had villagers like kind of hustled into their homes and the crematorium in that village was running late into the night, according to uh, this former cook, Betty Andrews. And uh, the idea here is that Diana was actually eaten. Um, she was pregnant when she died. But the, the idea here is that she was eaten. It was a blood sacrifice. It was a ritual. And, um, you know, to these satanic, uh, you know, elite they are or i should say luciferian elite they are all about sacrifices and if you can kill the woman uh when she's pregnant that's even better so i mean as as 
rough as that sounds is just the way that these people think it seems. Um, and this is according to, to multiple insiders, uh, Ch- uh, Christine Fitzgerald being one of them. Uh, she was a healer, uh, kind of like one of these, uh, you know, crazy people that would probably tell you to put your own blood on your face because it'll heal your skin. Um, but she was this like kind of unorthodox healer and friend of princess Diana for, uh, nine years and very knowledgeable about the esoteric. But, um, from what she says, Diana was telling her that they wanted to kill her and um, they were going to have her killed. And they were, uh, you know, having these discussions as early as 1989. Um, you know, she claimed Diana referred to them as reptiles and as lizards and things like that. Um, probably, probably using my my real life brain, uh, probably from more of like a metaphor stance, right? Saying like these people just they're cold blooded. They don't think. Yeah. normal they they don't act the way that that you know normal human beings should but there's some very interesting things that another person arizona wilder who's an mk ultra uh victim allegedly really really interesting speech if you want to watch her presentation about mk ultra um it's pretty freaking intense um it warns you like your discretion advised and all that stuff um but I mean, there's some some intense stuff that that uh, Miss Wilder uh, talks about here. Pretty pretty famous character in the conspiracy world, and uh, talking about MK Ultra and the royal family, specifically Princess Diana here. Um, but she said that the royals exposed themselves to Diana in a ritual called the Awakening of the Bride, and this is the first week of July in 1981. Uh, and then her and Charles, which you know we talked about being uh, you know descendant of the original fucking vampire, uh, you know they married on the 29th of that same, uh, same July in 1981. Um, she was heavily drugged meant to think that she was hallucinating when she saw the, uh, the queen. Um, who else do we have here? The queen Mohammed El Fayed, who is the father of Dadi Fayed or Dodi Fayed. I don't know how the fuck you pronounce his name. Um, the queen mother who is, is the queen of England's mother, uh, uh, Elizabeth, the second's mother. I, I'm assuming Elizabeth. Um, and then Tony Blair was also there. This is before Tony Blair was was uh, in office over there as the prime minister. Uh, same time during the Bush era. Um, big fan of his work. Um, but I mean, this is this is interesting because they, they all met in the 80s, um, but they kind of exposed themselves uh, to Diana, making her think she was hallucinating. However, uh, according to Arizona Wilder, this was actually going on. The shape-shifting was going on. And Brandon, if you want to read this interesting account from her, um, this is talking about the Queen Mother, the Queen, and then Prince Charles, just kind of showing where they're at. But I'm going to have Brandon read it because he's got a smoother reading voice. (laughs) So about the, the Queen Mother, Arizona says, she's cold, 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 a nasty person. None of her cohorts even trusted her. They have named an altar, this mind control program, after her. They call it the Black Queen. I have seen her sacrifice people. I remember her pushing a knife into someone's rectum the night that two boys were sacrificed. One was 13 and the other was 18. You need to forget that the Queen Mother appears to be a frail old woman. When the shape shifts into a reptilian, she went, so, excuse me, when she shape shifts into a reptilian, she becomes very tall and strong. Some of them are so strong they can rip out a heart and they all grow by several feet when they shapeshift. This is a, and then the queen goes on. She's describing the queen here. I have seen her sacrifice people and eat their flesh and drink their blood. One time she got so excited with bloodlust that she didn't cut the victim's throat from left to right in the normal ritual. 
She just went crazy, stabbing and ripping at the flesh after she'd shapeshifted into a reptilian. When she shapeshifts, she has a long reptile face, almost like a beak, and she's an off-white color. So this is like an albino one. That's that's crazy, man. Yeah. The queen mother looks basically the same, but there are differences. Uh, about Prince Charles. Oh, that was, uh, sorry. One more thing about the queen. She says she also has like bumps on her head, and her eyes are very frightening. She's very aggressive. She's talking about like a like a Komodo dragon here. Um, yeah. And talking about Prince Charles here. To wrap it up. I've seen him shapeshift into a reptilian and do all things the queen does. I have seen him sacrifice children. There's a lot of rivalry between them for who gets to eat what part of the body and who gets to absorb the victim's last breath and steal their soul. I have also seen Andrew participate, and I have seen Prince Philip and Charles's sister Anne at the rituals, but they didn't participate when I was there. When Andrew shapeshifts, he looks more like one of the lizards. The royals are some of the worst... Okay, as far as enjoying the killing, enjoying the killing and eating the flesh, they're some of the worst of all of them. They don't care who sees them at the rituals. They are what they are. They show it outright. They don't care if you see it. Who are you going to tell? Who is going to believe you? They feel that it is their birthright, and they love it. They love it, she says. (laughs) Dude, I just wanted to hear you talk about reptiles, dude. That was great. (laughs) Reptilians. But no, man, you know, so whether this lady's telling the truth or not, um, this is kind of supposedly Arizona Wilder is the one that introduced David Icke to the entire reptilian uh, idea. Um, So a lot of people think that David Icke thought this idea up, but he got his ideas uh, and his theories from this Arizona Wilder woman. Right. So what do you think about that, man? Clearly seems fantastical, seems like a uh, like a, a, a freaking Goosebumps book or something. Uh, but what do you think, man? So we have had people and interacted with people uh, in the course of doing this show. Uh, we've had people on, and in the course of doing this show, we've talked to people who uh, will say some crazy shit. Um, that is what this show is about. It's about <laughs> talking about the crazy shit. I think we spend uh, a good amount of time talking about what is more out there than not, what, what stuff can be historically validated and what stuff is... I know you don't like this term, but conspiracy theory, um, this just, this to me can be summed up by someone just like hating, hating, uh, hating elites. There's all kinds of, of ways that societies at different levels express their distaste for the way that the bourgeoisie, the, 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 the merchant class are going about their ways. And if you, if you saw these, if you saw what what Arizona Wilder is saying about these kinds of people and these these habit these rituals, if you saw them as anything less than um, literal, they still have some effect, right? Like if if she's talking about you know the Queen and the, and and Charles ruining people's lives um, instead of actually sacrificing them, and that they they appear different. Then the rest of the world will keep in mind they're they're cousin fucking each other. So their eyes are going to be a little bit slanted, right? They're going to be super white and they probably seem cold. I mean, who the fuck could you get close to as a royal and still trust? I'm not saying we should feel bad for them, but the ways that that people who don't have haters are going to hate. And sometimes the hate is, is deserved and it comes out in weird, weird ways. 
I'll chalk it up to that. I know that a whole bunch of people have, uh, aside from David, David Icke, have taken uh, those ideas. This uh, Springmeyer, what's his name? Um, Fritz Springmeyer. Fritz Springmeyer also echoed this kind of thing. And Fritz Springmeyer's book is later found in Bin Laden's compound uh, after they raided him. So the, 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 I, the ways that people like Arizona Wilder have expressed their distaste for those above, um, it can tint your view of, of reality either to reveal reality or to um, make the world seem like a little bit more interesting place where there's uh, reptilian shapeshifters in, in, in play now. Um, at, the, at the bottom of it, I don't believe a, a, a word of it, but um, that, that would be the best way I could represent it, for, uh, at least. Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, I, I think I mentioned it when we first started talking about Princess Diana here, but uh, Arizona Wilder also claimed that Princess Diana suffered from multiple personality disorder uh, through the avenue of MK Ultra. Um, she was, uh, you know, also insisted that Diana was impregnated by Pindar's sperm. Okay, Pindar is this eight foot albino lizard that essentially rules the world. Okay. Um, I don't know if I go that far, but it's very interesting uh, just to think of of where these ideas come from and why these people are so hell-bent on them. I understand, yeah, maybe maybe you want to uh, cause a lot of hate uh, and create a lot of hatred towards the royal family, but what's the purpose? They're never going to come out of power. You cannot, I mean, these people can't get convicted of crimes, right? They're, they credibly got accused of, of uh, abducting Aborigines kids or Aboriginal kids or something. I forget what it was out of Canada. Um, by a lot of accounts, it wasn't just one person. A lot of people said like, hey, we saw the royal family taking these people, these young kids, and then they disappeared. They never brought them back. And they're like wanted in, in some countries, but it doesn't matter because they're above the fucking law, man. Well, even if it's true or not, I mean, we have instances where they still do take effect. I mean, we have in America, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. That is based on uh, the, the, the Queen. Uh, I, I can't remember what number goes after her name, but Queen Mary, who was doing a majority of the prose- uh, persecution of Protestants in Europe at the time uh, under the, the because she was a strong Catholic. She was like, I don't want none of you Protestants fucking around in my country. Uh, why don't you get the fuck out? Um, that's why we like see her as such a, a scary figure. There's even, there's, you know, there's movies and, and a little kids game based on that because it's such an, a crazy idea that this is a, a monster of a person who was killing, uh, killing our, killing our people, the people who we treasured most, the founders of the Protestant uh, religion. Um, because that's what the, the first pilgrims were, were all about. So I think it still has some effect, and the monarchs are, in my view, less uh, powerful than they used to be. I know that in the conspiracy theory world, that is that is uh, uh, naive and short-sighted. How, how, so that's that's how I would say that even these um, accounts can have the effect of taking away power from 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 the the royals. From what you know, Ryan, uh, royals on the upswing, the downswing. Where 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 are they at right now? You, we we we've poked at the fact that. She could be that that Elizabeth could be at the top of the pyramid, really. Sure. Doesn't doesn't that seem a little bit too? Doesn't that seem a little van, uh, vanilla to you at this point? Like she's she's also absolutely yeah. okay. Yeah. What, what do you have? Yeah, definitely, that? dude. I think that. Um. I mean, 
call me crazy, but I think that I, I do think that there are some some sort of uh, I think that there's some sort of demonic energy or, or or what we would call demonic energy here on Earth, right? Um, I personally do believe in the realms, right? I, I do think that it's possible that other spirits or other entities live, um, whether it be on this planet with us and we just can't see them. Joe Rogan had a really great way of, of breaking it down um, where sometimes like you can wave your hand over a bug on the ground and they don't even know that you're there, right? Like you can wave your hand right over the top of a, of a tiny little bug and they don't even recognize that that is a thing that can just kill them, right? Um, and most of the time we don't, but sometimes people do just step on bugs just because, just for the hell of it, right? Um, I think that it's very possible that there can be other other entities out there that are controlling what's going on here. And um, as I, I, I like to kind of describe it, it's it's one person or one entity controlling the few who control the many, right? I mean, whether we like it or not, there's a there's a small group of people that control what you and I, our listeners, uh, and and people that have never heard of us before, the mass population. There's a small amount of people that control what we do, how we live, how we pay taxes, how we work, um, the the companies that we work for, the services that we can provide, and the services that we can that we can consume. So to me, uh, I, I, I think that it's not crazy to say that that something like Pindar is ruling the world. You know what I mean? I, it sounds goofy even saying it just because, you know, I know that, that you think that it's probably something more uh, like a group of people at the top. But if we're going to follow that Illuminati pyramid and no one knows who's at the top, why isn't it some some invisible entity that has some sort of supernatural power or uh, some some able to kind of like... Uh, you know, control people through energy fields and things like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's just a, it's a thought to me. Yeah. And it's a, it is a pretty damn universal thought. Like I mentioned uh, uh, near the beginning of this recording, the, the fact that people around the earth independently come to um, this idea that the underground and the snake, the serpent, the reptile is something to be feared um, or at least, Res, uh, respected because of, or at least feared to the extent of respect, right? Because yep. of their, their their power, their potential power on us. That is again, that's the that is the root of the idea of the devil in and of itself. This is not new thinking. This is a a, a different way of I think laying out the same, um, the same problems as you know, be er, early. Not even uh, monotheistic religions were were were, were holding up. Uh, it's actually since b before that, like in animism, uh, in animist religions, like in Native American uh, religions, where yeah, there's still there's there, there's a lot of extra supernatural forces going on out there, and a lot of them are happening beyond our control, and we can't uh, really punch back at them. But understand that they all play a power game in and of itself, and they're on, on two ends of the spectrum. There's a really, really, really good figure, and there's a really, really, really bad figure. Um, it helps. It helps you look at the world and and understand your spot in it a little bit better, even if you have to admit you're one of the peons at the bottom. At least uh, a lot of people feel better knowing that. Okay, we 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 need to fight our. We need that feeling that they need to live their lives fighting the fight so as to reveal the ultimate bad guy. 
right to to and and to push him down to have some effect against this supernatural effector um uh, the the most effect against them that we can and that's a, a life well lived it's not a it's not a crazy thought man i mean most people throughout history have believed in some version of this uh with just different figures um yeah they've filled in the blanks with different names uh throughout human history so uh no universal and uh it makes sense to me that it would be the the person at the top of the heap uh, of the world which which i think is still the the queen of england because that imperialist reach it doesn't just go away you know like just with the dutch east india trading company yeah the company's gone but goddamn like they might as that we're running with their rules still the stock exchange is still the boss yeah absolutely dude so that's that's i mean that's a great way to put it because yeah i think that there are some of these forces that are absolutely controlling us um seems that you kind of uh you know lean towards more the uh the queen of england and i'm more in the supernatural area um but one one final thing about uh diana and the pindar connection um you know the reason that this that this wilder uh character thought that uh that princess diana was artificially inseminated by by this you know supernatural eight foot albino lizard was because uh prince william was born on uh the summer solstice in 1982 that was june 21st and that's a very very significant date for uh the supernatural and for esoteric type shit occult knowledge i mean uh i was making a big fuss about how they were saying that we're gonna face a dark winter and then you you see that project dark winter and um summer solstice june 21st and the mayans were talking about how the world is going to end uh on december 21st 2012 because of the ones and twos um you know who knows supposedly people are saying that we're off by eight years and it was supposed to end last year which it didn't still um but there there's also really interesting connections between the the mayans who created that calendar and then like Myanmar, uh where we're seeing this chaos go on there and uh it kind of seems like exactly what the q people were thinking happened in the united states where the election was stolen the same shit is going on in myanmar um but if china gets involved with that which is possible um this could be this could bring on the end of the world so the mayans could have just been like this disguise uh you know with myanmar mayans it's 2021 21 i don't know if you know this but it's just 12 backwards uh, so 2021 versus 2012. It, to me, that kind of stuff is really interesting. I like looking at the numbers and seeing what they do. Um, but I want to get into Arizona Wilder and and Pindar a little bit, um, just because there's so much information uh, that she has to share. It's really great stuff. So uh, let's just go ahead. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed that portion of the episode. If you want the rest. We got more information about Arizona Wilder and Pindar, the great reptile lord, over here on our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. Hope to see you there.